0: player and welcome to versus player the podcast about games life and everything in between i'm Jono. i'm joe i'm Jace. and welcome to another fun field episode which we actually you know what this week we're going to cover some pretty interesting topics we're going to talk about Fortnite. yes it's going to happen eventually inevitable
1: it was our destiny
0: I, i wouldn't go that far but yeah um i probably embrace that destiny more than i expected but let's talk about that in a minute um we'll talk a bit of games life and in between in between all of that and we might end the episode with some arcade shenanigans oh. for those of you that remember arcades although they're making a comeback so
1: we might cover that in a little bit
0: well how are you guys doing
1: i'm doing really well how are you guys going
0: uh, I'm good. I can't can't
2: complain too much. I haven't had a stack of time to play games. I've, I've really just been cycling between
0: one or two. Um, but yeah, uh, I can't complain. Nice. Nice. Are you, Johnny? I- I'm going to say the same. I haven't been playing a lot of games lately. Life's been sort of feeling like it's getting in the way. But my Transformers collection has grown exponentially. So, um, yeah. A lot of things I ordered in the middle of last year have arrived. And As the boys have seen, um, I got a Transformer that's the size of a small toddler. So... Um, bigger than, than babies I've seen. Yeah. <laughs> oh, definitely. With claws that pinch. So, um, yeah, a lot of fun. A lot, a lot of fun. Uh, who knows? Maybe I'll share some pictures one day. But if you're interested in all the latest Transformers that came out last year, I probably have them. <laughs> but you know what? Let's, let's shift our pop culture references to, um, to the, the, the big elephant in the room, and that's Fortnite. So, I'm going to kick this off. It's all about pop culture references, isn't it? I think that's the thing I want to talk about the most. But let's let's do some context. No, no, I I love this discussion. But let's put some context in. So I know personally, and I I want to see if you guys are the same, I had every intention to never, ever play Fortnite. And uh, some factors changed that. But how did you guys feel about Fortnite when it first came out?
2: Um, I didn't really know a whole lot about it. Um, I know that a lot of people online, you know, were ragging on it and saying it wasn't a great thing, but then obviously numbers don't lie yet. there's I don't know how many people are playing yeah. it, but I think it's the most popular game in the world. Mm. Um, I don't know if if anything else has sort of taken over that mantle again, but um it is it is obviously a very popular game. Um, yeah, I, I I don't know. i don't I think sort of what what started me in it was, uh, your, your son, Joe, was you know, pretty excited about it. every single time I'd see him. He'd, he'd be talking about it and telling me what yeah. was going on with the latest Battle Pass and so on. And you know, it's not a difficult thing for me to download and, and jump in and give it a go. I, I think the, the thing that surprised me the most is that it's actually a lot of fun. Um, and it, it took me by surprise. The, the, game, the game initially starts out with uh, throwing you in a match of, of bots. And I had no idea that was the case.
0: Oh, I thought I was the greatest player in the world the first time I did that. <laughs> so did I. You it, it it did a lot good. for my ego. Oh, yep. huge amount. until the reality sunk in. Um, or is Joe... The reality didn't sink in. Joe just used the the hammer of doom to go, hey, guess what? You didn't win nothing.
1: <laughs> How about you, Joe? What was your first experience with Fortnite? I can't I, know the answer. Yeah, I've, I've played it for a, a while now. Um, even before my son was playing it, my um, nephew, um my my brother's son played it and he was on my brother's um, Xbox account once and I thought oh, I want to you know play online with him so I played it with him you know here and there then and then my son as I've spoken about on the podcast for probably last couple of years now has been playing it and um like with 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 my nep- with his cousin um and but his other cousins the they they the two girls there, they play it as well. and it's been really fun to the four the, the five of us, sorry, playing online together. but personally, like I, I like playing it with them. I've been, like I'm happy to play any game with you guys. I don't love the game. I find the whole building aspect is something that I, I just don't have I can't wrap my head around. I find I watch. Like I was watching my son play this afternoon. He just had a quick game with a friend from his school. They go on FaceTime and they kind of play with the, with the camera with the, in front of each other with the headsets on. It's it's a kind of you know nice social thing they do. And um, oh, the way that they build so quickly, I, I it's very impressive. But I, I yeah I don't I don't want to kind of invest a lot of time in this game. But I also enjoy you know, being there and playing with, with the family sometimes. So I, I've in, always enjoyed it. The Marvel season, I think it was like three seasons ago. I, I, I'm sad for you, Jono. You would have absolutely loved it yeah. if you are enjoying the game as it is now, um, uh, but all the kind of variants there. Uh, but yeah, there's no doubt this is a very smart game. There's, you know, there's a character for everybody. The, the item store is always updating um, and there's always interesting things there. I've not spent a cent on the game, um so let's talk about that yeah, yeah you you guys uh, you, there's a different story there johnny so yeah go for it
0: Jason, have you spent any money on the game
2: I, I haven't no um though it's interesting because coming from from warzone all of us coming from warzone and it's it's hard not to draw comparisons between the two they're both battle royale games although yeah uh, for different audiences but um but yeah uh in in Warzone, for example, the skins just don't entice me. I've I've got all these no. whatever the whatever the currency is in uh, in Warzone, I've cod got all these cod points, right? That makes sense. Um, I've got cod points and I don't want to redeem them for anything. I redeem them for battle passes, but even yeah. then the battle passes that you redeem them for, I look through the hundred things that it's gonna give you and I'm like, none of this is interesting.
0: Uh, and I think then, the cassettes with the the soundtracks have been the most interesting. Sure, thing yeah, it's, it, it'd yeah. be lovely
2: to to blast. Never going to give you up as you as you're taking out people. But um, I don't know. I, I looked at at uh, fortnights, and immediately there were a whole bunch of colorful, vibrant, amazing looking, very creative characters. Um, but one of them, one of my favorites, was basically like a anthropomorphic um, a dumpling. Uh, it was, like, a guy with a giant dumpling head, and I thought that was hilarious. Oh, the and I was pancake like, one
0: or the dumpling head?
2: No, he's a dumpling guy. I think they're called the Bao uh, Brothers. Um, you right. get four of them. Uh, the Chinese and, New Year, right? Uh, it is a Chinese oh, New Year one. one, yeah. Okay, yeah. that's cool. And um, I sent a picture of it. I was, I was really excited to get it. And I, I, never, I never ended up doing it. But, I mean, there's, there's about five or six that I saw that I was immediately drawn to, and that just never happens with Warzone. If, if, yeah, they, they would absolutely take my money if I played it uh, more, more regularly. Okay,
0: so this is where I'm going to jump in and admit my shame. So I've spent money on, on Fortnite and more than I care to admit. <laughs> you you spent that very quickly too. Uh, I've spent a little bit more since. So um, I have a real love-hate relationship with Fortnite and I want to talk about it. Yes, it's a battle royale game. Yes, it's got a building aspect to it. And it's also got a mode that, funnily enough, um, is a tower defense game. I didn't realize that until I bought
1: it. So which I spent the money- real money... That was initially what Fortnite was, right? Was it was Save yeah. the World, which has now become Save the World. Yeah. But like when, way back when, um, that, that's where it started. And then the Battle Royale is what really blew this game up.
0: Well, I was really curious to see what the single-player game was. And it was $23, and you got a new skin. And if you complete some challenges for that skin, you got... Um, and this was like a, a skin that's in the Fortnite world, not... Uh, one of the many pop culture references, which I want to talk about in a bit as well, but um, and you get like a thousand V bucks, which is their currency, to spend on other things if you complete the challenges for this skin. So I had a go. I've had a go. Save the world, and yeah, it's tower defense, which I'll play a bit more of. I'll get the the thousand V bucks. But M was watching me play Fortnite the other day, and the first time I spent money on it was for Snake Eyes from G.I. Joe. No so Yeah, well, exactly. You guys know how, how much I love pop culture and, and action figures. And this was the, the six-inch G.I. Joe, um, what's it called? Uh, if my brain would kick into gear, classified series figures. And they've actually done a figure for Fortnite now. So Hasbro knows how to milk this. And that's actually what tempted me to buy the digital version. So I bought it, and it looks amazing. He's got a sword as his harvesting tool and he swipes it like he's swiping a sword and I thought that was amazing but the more I've watched it and how their, their system works with putting in different pop culture references like uh, the other day was Ryu and Chung Li from Street Fighter um, yesterday I saw the alien from Alien and Aliens as well as Sigourney Weaver in her two outfits from those two movies and it's weird and like Kratos has been in there from God of War, the Master Chief I missed out on last uh, oh, my birthday last year apparently is when it was launched. has um, that one. Yeah, I've seen it, and it looks fantastic. And I went looking for it. And I would have spent the money on him because the the gliders that you have that you come into the level from when you parachute from the bus tend to all be these different sci-fi vehicles. There's been Tron skins where you could look like the guys from the last Tron movie, and I've been seriously considering blowing stupid amounts of money on these skins until M was talking to me as I was playing one day. Um, by myself of all things, and going, so what do you think everyone's getting out of this game? Because you've got characters that necessarily wouldn't walk around with a gun like Ryu shooting guns and that seems to like this. Is it like they're just taking a dead body and putting on the skin and then using that to run around and murder people? i went, like, well, not quite. And I, but it, it got me thinking. It's There is a little bit of a soullessness to it in the sense that they're not customizing the gameplay for characters that won't necessarily fit this style. But there's a real attraction because the characters look amazing and the levels look beautiful, uh, or the level looks beautiful. And it's fun to run around as a character. And it suddenly dawned on me what it was. Yeah, it's soulless and it's totally a cash grab. It's a fun game and it's definitely a lot of fun with the group. But um, on the flip side, it's modern day action figures for kids. It's like all the kids meeting up in the park and bringing their favorite action figure and having
1: an imaginary battle, and that's exactly what you're doing. But so, then, but then yeah. throw, it, throw in the Minecraft building element, like I said, which I haven't got my head around. And the, like... way, the way the kids do that, exactly. It, it, is, yeah. it becomes a unique game when you introduce that element to it, I think. Yeah. And that's, 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 that's an appeal of the game I haven't really wrapped my head around. Um, but yeah, I would certainly see it when my son and, and his you know, other kids are playing it. It's it's absolutely a toy box though and and, and yeah, that is the way is. that I play
2: with action figures when I was a kid. I had yeah. a mix of G.I. Joe, I had figurines from Aliens, I had stuff from Star Wars, I had stuff and, and it was all just bash kind of stuff like you would get this guy's weapon that you'd have from somewhere else and you'd slot it in the little like, hand hole if it could hold it and like one of my action figures used to fly around on the back of the queen from Aliens. I had, a, I had an alien toy and you press this button on the back and her wings would I flap. I did not know that. And she had, a, um, she had a, like a little claw that had like a spring-loaded sort of thing. Yep. And so like all of a sudden, like my – it was Storm Shadow from G.I. Joe. Storm Shadow, my, my main character, would, would ride around on the back of, of this alien. That's um, cool. and, and Storm Shadow was holding a gun that I had from um, a Spider-Man figurine. It was Chameleon. Chameleon was a cool figure and used to take um his head on and off yes. and change it with other heads. He was purple. We had some um,
0: toys. My God. Uh, Why have we I not d- talked did, about yeah. this before?
2: <laughs> I don't know. Um, but I, I had I had a lot out there and, and and again, like I I have this memory. I was playing with action figures up until maybe an age that wouldn't be deemed appropriate. And I still oh, remember I, I still remember one day when when Brendan walked into my room. I don't know how old I was. And I was, like, embarrassed that I was still playing with these figurines. And I would built these, um, these big towers out of, out of cardboard and, and styrofoam that had come out of a, a microwave box or a TV box. You know, my, my action figures were flying around in spaceships that were, that were made out of, like, just junk mixtures yeah. of, like, Lego and, and... Well, not junk, but packaging. Like, packaging yeah. that came with stuff. That's and and that's, absolutely, that's absolutely what Fortnite is. So when Ryu was running around with a semi-automatic, it, yeah. in my head, it actually kind of makes a lot of sense. It's, yeah. It's a, yeah. it's, a modern, um, it's, it's a modern version of, of, of the toy box that I don't think... I don't know if kids are really playing with toys anymore, are they? I, they're playing with Fortnite.
1: Well, so, I, I, honestly, Jace, what you just said then there, there w- wouldn't be too many words that you needed to change there to make it a description of Fortnite. It was... Yeah, yeah you're, you're absolutely right. It is what yeah. that is. Um, so I'm on the fence as to
0: how much I'll keep playing and how much more money I'll spend... But God, there's some attractive characters in there that make. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do want
2: to. I do want to quickly just talk about the mechanics in it because it is absolutely two different games. It's actually three different games. Now that you're talking about tower defense, yeah. but I I go into Warzone. We go into Warzone. You you drop in. You get kills. You get cash. You get out. Yeah, that's it. In this, you start off in where I feel incredibly good. I I feel like I'm beating these. I I don't know what I'm I'm going up against. Kids probably, <laughs> but like I feel really really good. I feel like I'm I'm a good player. Yeah. and then right at the end it goes from like bottom tier to god tier in yeah. in just with the last 10 people and in in warzone it's a gradual thing in fact you might even be able to compete in this it's like you you've hit the end game now and now it's about building towers and i i they lose me there the moment the tower bit hits they lose me it's not yeah. it's not a case of skill although it is i definitely can't do it i just i don't want to do it i don't want yeah. to
1: build towers it's an investment of time to build up that skill too and look let's let's just put it out there we've won games in the in fortnite oh, more, totally. probably more frequently than we win in warzone although we we win plunder quite quite a bit but yeah um, yeah it, it is it does um they, they, you're, you're absolutely right like that initial starting point in the game there's a lot to kind of keep you occupied and all the little challenges that are in the map and yeah kind of the little kind of things you come across. And I I really like how you can recruit a character to kind of run around with you like a little buddy. Um, I think that's really an interesting feature. It wouldn't work in Warzone. Um, Oh, yes, the
0: recruitment. I completely forget that's a thing every time I play it. And when you just mentioned that, I just went,
1: recruit a buddy? What are you talking about? Oh, yep, yep, yep. (laughs) We're really showing our age here, aren't we? But um, it's not, yeah, I'll keep on playing it as long as my son and, you know... um, my nephew and nieces are playing it, but I am not ever gonna be playing it, you know, on my own like I, I might I, in a game with Warzone. Can I ask you a question, Joe? In their eyes, because you play Fortnite, are you cool? I I'm because I'm not great at it compared to them, I think they enjoy playing with me, knowing oh it's you know my uncle or my you know my son's like, oh he loves playing with his dad. But um he's much better than me at this game and um right. he doesn't he doesn't play with us. And like he's look, I'll be you know, I don't mean this <laughs> rudely, but he said to me, he much prefer to play with us than his friends. His friends aren't listening to this, so they're not you know getting hurt feelings. Uh-huh. Um, but his friends are better than us, he said. Like he, he's, if he plays with his friends, it's much more competitive. He plays with us, it's much more fun, even though we do well, uh, but we're not, you know, he's the one doing all the building. Um And we're just kind of, although that one game, Jason, there was one game that we had where you were building towers you look like you knew what you were doing you might have been mashing buttons but you certainly impressed me it's the it's the back paddles on the elite controller and, and
2: also nice. your son's uh, tutelage that got me there but yeah i just realized that there isn't actually there doesn't have to be a method you can just mash the buttons and hope for the best so
0: there is right, that you, you know what i really want to do now is just beat his friends so that we can go hey who's the best now um, <laughs> oh man that is a <laughs> big investment happening. of time
1: yeah it's not I, no,
0: no. so i reckon we could fluke it once <laughs> and that's it,. <laughs> yeah, one win to just go and oh, it's done we're good win it takes minutes. all <laughs> exactly um, I- I'm going to give it a final verdict the versus player verdict that uh, it is a-, a fun game with friends uh, definitely fun if you want to have a nice social time and you want to shoot a few people and look at a cool uh, action figure version of one of your favourite characters definitely give I- it a go
1: I'm going to say, I'm going to make a prediction about it though. I think each new season we'll jump on together just to check it out. I, I kind of yeah. can see that happening going forward. And when they, and I, I spoke about it on the podcast before, when they have those like musical events and things, that last one, it was really cool. Um, I, I, I will definitely, I'm looking forward to the next sort of thing like that. Yeah. Tell me about that song. Cause I, I,
0: I've heard of the musical events. I'm just not seeing it, but yeah. Um, also, I, I am sad that I missed out on the Ender-level bad guy for Season 3 or whatever it is, which was Marvel and it was Galacticus, yeah. uh, Galactus coming in and eating the whole planet. Yep. What a miss. I yeah. know. Ah, can't win oh. more. All right. So, the middle of the episode, let's talk about what we've been playing. I am going to kick it off because as I turn around and look just to my right, the missus is currently playing Stardew Valley. <laughs> so <laughs> em and i were inspired by Jason jen we noticed recently that they were playing stardew valley and i asked jace what are you are you both just playing your individual games and he reminded me multiplayer is in stardew valley and we have two xbox ones in the house at last thanks to a mate at work who decided to scale down his collection um so we've been playing both on separate sprint screens and split screen and you know what god stardew Valley's a great game it's it's kinda like although it's funny, it's kinda like real life. Em and I have divided up tasks. So just like here in the house, I do most of the cooking and the grocery shopping and she does the cleaning and the washing. Um it's happened the same way in Stardew Valley. She does the, the farming and the looking after of all the animals on the farm and I look after the fishing and the, the mining. Um, we're gonna have an empire that nobody will be able to take down, but it's just gonna take a couple of weeks. <laughs> Well, reminder, it is, it is a four-player game as well. So we can <sighs> Jen and I can
2: always jump in and, uh, oh, and, a and have a bit guys. of a run around and, and vice versa. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, we've never done oh. the four-player, but it's, it's pretty cool. I'll tell you something, though. Date um time. Yeah, <laughs> double date on the farm. Exactly. Um, interestingly enough, it's a role reversal on our side, Jono. I'm, I'm the one that takes care of the farm and the animals and Jen's off fishing and hunting and gathering. So I don't know what that says oh. about me. But anyway. Um, Does anybody mind? Who minds? Oh, I mind. Yeah, 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 the, the minds scare scare the hell out of her. Um, yeah, did it with him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um but yeah, no, it's 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 honestly a fantastic game. And and I'll tell you what, Concerned Ape, um the guy that, that creates the game. I mean that's his not his real name, obviously, but concerned ape, yeah. the guy that made the game. Um, first of all, he's rolling in cash. Good on him. Um yeah, second of all, him. he keeps coming out with updates that are free and he doesn't have to. This game sells on everything. but he released an update recently that adds it's an expansion packs worth of stuff and it's including split screen um there's a whole new island there's a whole new farm there's two new farms actually there's a map for for the beginning and and then there's a a a secret island that you'll eventually get to but um but yeah it's it's unbelievable how much how much content goes into it uh and and yeah jen Jen and i are still going going with it there's a board game coming too i hear there is yeah yeah. it looks really cool it
1: does
0: It does. Um, are you are you playing anything else, John? Um, Oh, good question. I, I've been playing. Well, yeah, Fortnite and um, a little bit of Call of Duty, and I keep jumping into um, Halo, both Halo Five and the MCC, so the Master Chief Collection for um, for its season, trying to unlock extra gear in there. The nice thing is a lot of the gear in the season ca- continues on; you can grab it later on. So um, it's unlocking, you know, different armors. In fact, they've brought some armors in for Halo 3 that were originally from Halo Online, which is that Russian-only uh, game. So it's new, that, content, it's new content for Halo 3 10 years after this game was released. Is the map
1: out yet? The Halo 3 map from um, Halo Online? Because I, I read about that maybe a couple of weeks back. Yeah, I don't think it has hit, but I haven't looked in the last week. When it comes out, do not play it. We've got to play that together for the first time. Oh, I'm well, super keen. There's so many is challenges. It's already out.
0: There's so many challenges in the Master Chief Collection for the seasons that I'd love to play uh, with you guys. And we were having a lot of fun in Halo and the Master Chief Collection recently. So if we can do that again, that'd be great. But I've got one last thing I want to share before I let you guys jump in and share some stuff. Coming in a couple of months' time, you're going to lose me for about a month solid, if not a little bit longer, because Subnautica Below Zero has been announced for consoles. I can't remember the date. I think it's like June or July 14th, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I'll try and bring it up with the proper date next uh, episode or while you guys chat and I'll look it up. But so excited! <laughs> I'm, I'm curious if it's going to be a Game Pass title because Subnautica is. Um, yes, that's a good yeah, point. Yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting. I mean, it's on PC already, right? Uh, yes, it's in um, early access on PC. Right. And the final build is now out, so you can access it. But it's definitely coming to consoles and all of them. Um, I'll get that date. We're very know, curious but, yeah. how it
2: runs because Subnautica didn't run all, all that great on an Xbox. Um, you know, there no, was definitely there It was a lot there,
0: but... of pop in, but I, I love the hell out of that game. So, you know, yeah. I, I can live with those issues as long as the, the gameplay and the story are as engaging. And apparently, the story in this is a lot more engaging. I'll, I'll believe it. I kind of like the, the emptiness of no one being around, but the hints of things have happened. Yeah, it's, it's cool. But I'm really that's excited. Cool. Yeah. So, what okay. are you guys playing? Oh, yeah. Do you have anything else, James? Because, totally. I mean, yeah, Stardew.
2: Um, yeah, no, I've, I've been playing a little bit here and there. Um, I'm still into Destiny. The guys at work play it a lot. Um, we're up to something called Season of the Chosen now. So every season, something different happens, basically. I guess it's not all too different from, from any other games, but the mechanics change quite a lot. Um, it, it's funny. I like there's things that you do each week. So every Wednesday, the game resets, which just happens to be the day that I, that I work from home. Um, <laughs> and um, there's, there's a lot of little things you can do, right? Um, the, the, the main goal is to be able to get better equipment and increase your light level so that you're more powerful. Um, and the raids in this game are, are incredible, but it's just, again, something I can't be a part of unless I'm I'm in a big, big clan that you know everyone's leveled up and they're, they're armed to the teeth. Um, so there's select things that I like to do, and we've all got our individual roles. The interesting thing is that we play, we, we talk about the game and we expect our characters to work together, but we never really play together. We spend more yeah. time talking about it than actually finding time to play it. And every now and then something will come along, a new mission where the three of us will be able to get in. But like, for the most part, we just spend a lot of time talking about what we're going to do and not actually like, connecting up. And That's really interesting. I, I enjoy yeah. the game, but I, I, I'm often lagging behind them, just you know, life and everything in between, right? I'm yeah. um, I'm often lagging and I found that what was driving me was to compete with them to catch up to them uh, the same light level and I played it the I played it this afternoon Jade was asleep on me for like two and a half hours I'm like this is great gaming time right I, I don't I won't move a muscle if she stays asleep and I'll just just play on the controller but um but yeah like I just I turn it off and I was just like oh I felt like free from it for a moment like I just decided I was done I don't think I'm done with it forever but I, I went over and I changed over to Dead Cells. I didn't know what to play. And I just loaded yeah. up Dead Cells and immediately I was having like the type of fun that I would have from a video game. It it didn't feel like a second job almost. Yeah. I, again, I love the gunplay. I love I love the, the aspects of it, but it, it reminds me a lot of an MMO and I really don't like MMOs. Uh, yeah. this is this is destiny, of course. Um so I don't know. I'm I think maybe I'll take a break. The th- problem is I'm gonna go to, to work tomorrow, the guy's gonna be talking about it, and then will just suck You're me back, back in again. I, yeah. I, I really don't know. It's, it's a unique unique situation with gaming. Um, uh, yeah, I, I almost feel like if I don't play, I'm out of like, this, this club or something. Um, not that they're like that, but I just that's, that's what it feels like. like they're going to be talking about it and they're like, oh, you don't play anymore, so don't worry about it. You know? It's strange. It's a strange situation to be in. But yeah, I thought it was an interesting thing to talk about.
0: I, I think if, if Destiny 1 and 2 were released um, as they are now and they could be played that way, uh, Ten, fifteen years ago, when we were in our prime in terms of, you know, Halo Three and stuff like that, we would have been into it that way as well. But yeah, yeah, it's it's just interesting. I, I can see why that's happening to you, but I've really struggled to get into the game, and I think it's that investment in time that, you know, there's so many other things that are drawing my attention that just seems to be one step too far. Yeah,
1: yeah. Fun. For me, it's like all my life, I, I kind of think oh, I've always gone from game to game to game, but. There are certain games that I always go back to, and usually it's been sports games. Uh, when I was younger, it was always FIFA, um, some you know some NBA games and whatnot. Um, now it seems to be Rocket League is the kind of forever game that I'm always happy to kind of play. Mm. Um, but yeah, I I have never been drawn into an MMO. I tried Knights of the Old Republic or the Old Republic, whatever it was called, um, not the 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 MMO version of that. Yeah, um, the Old Republic the Republic thank you yeah. um and even that i just i was like yeah i've got to play this so much and i've played other games way more than i wouldn't have you know than i care to admit and i probably could have put that much time into it but just the idea of oh i need to put 100 hours into a game just really scares me off um, yeah. wanting to kind of stick to it and i loved destiny 2 when i played it when it came out um and i've played it a little bit um with jason you know very very little um recently but yeah it's not something i'd really pick up and play again on my own because of that feeling of that time commitment Mm. yeah agreed. is there anything you're playing at the moment um at at the very at the very moment i'm kind of going between um spider-man miles morales finally got my hands on that um, and, and loving that and um the medium, I, I got w- way back into that. I'm I'm really enjoying that. It's just it's Star Wars meets Twin Peaks. Um, but okay. I, I thought you'd finish that, Joe. Yeah. No. You were going to talk about want. This. I, I, oh, you you I said you wanted to console me. I'm sorry. I said the medium. I meant to say control. Sorry about that. Ah, so I'm going get back into control. I'm back yeah. into control, which is Star Wars meet, twin, meets Twin Peaks. Yeah. Yeah, the okay. medium, yes. I finished that quite a while ago. I think like a couple of days after our last podcast. And yes, yes, this is this is an absolute console me. Um, (laughs) I I think. Do you you care if I spoil this game? No, Um, I uninstalled it today. today, So yeah, look, I'm I'm going to spoil (laughs) this meeting. If you care about this, um, maybe I'm doing you a favour. Pause the podcast for then, or at least skip ahead at least to the next two minutes. And just kind of scrub through when I'm not talking you know we're not talking about the medium but anyway look the mediums are really odd game. so I it was the perfect thing that I was after at the time I would just gone back to work um, you know so busy days long days I wanted to come home and have a nice story heavy game and I've said on the podcast plenty of times I'm not really a fan of spooky games um, this is spooky but it's not you know jump scare spooky the only jump scare in the game was a bug when i walked into this room and this little girl character was just standing in the middle of the room and floating towards me and then she just Mm. disappeared and and it was a bug it wasn't part of the game and it wasn't supposed to happen No, it wasn't supposed to happen. How do you you know it wasn't supposed to happen? Her character model had her arms like kind of flapping at the side. It it looked really dumb, but it scared the life out of me and made me actually audibly scream Um, when it happened. And then then the rest of it was just kind of funny jump scares. Anyway, I I really enjoyed the game. Um, To say that it's kind of like, it's really odd. You know how video games have like a core mechanic in terms of combat or puzzles or things like that and and then there's like walking simulators this isn't a walking simulator but it's the closest it's more close to a walking simulator than it is to a like an action game it's certainly not an action game the only action in the game besides solving puzzles is you have a few instances where you run away from this creature thing um and but I, but I did. I really enjoyed it. The story was interesting. Um, the kind of split screen mechanic was really cool. It was this really good build up. You're learning about main character and how she's linked to this. There's this guy. There's this guy who you, you go and visit this um, like ho- hotely thing. Um, I'm sorry, I don't know all the characters' names. Um, it just <laughs> kind of. It was that long ago, and the ending just really shattered me. Um, it really annoyed me. And anyway. Um, so that you, you kind of see how this character linked to this guy who was there before, and then how it links to your childhood. You didn't know that it, you were kind of a part of this place and how you kind of got your powers, essentially, and how you came to be. And then there's the big bad, and then you start to find out who the big bad is, um, and then you find out... That's that you got your there was a sister exactly it is kind of like Darth Vader there's a sister um and and then how she's linked to you and then you kind of come across your sister at the end and and you find out that the sister protected you by this is the spoilery part the sister protected you by creating this big bad monster thing which essentially how to put it like it kind of by doing that she contained it right so she was containing this entity from from killing basically you was, was what she was trying to do. There was a fire and all this business. and It was really cool puzzles with a little dollhouse. I really enjoyed all that. Anyway, so you get to this part on the bridge and it was always about, like it starts off um, with the kind of, like a book ended, you know, with this line at the beginning of the game about, you know, it starts with a with a girl with a death or with a drowning or something like that and then it ends and there's that line again and you're like all right here we go it's all going to be wrapped up it's all going to be sorted the monster's coming towards you your sister's in front of you you're there and your sister's like you've got to kill me you kill me and then this thing will disappear and it won't be able to hurt anyone else. The things like, I'm gonna eat you to your character, Miranda or whatever her name is, I can't remember. And you're like, all right, what's she gonna do? If she eats if the monster comes into me, then it's even more powerful than it'll kill more people. So and and she's like, I can't kill you, my sister. I just met you, but I love you, and I know what I'll do, I'll kill myself, which is whatever, like a stupid idea, I think. It didn't make sense for the story, but I'm like, all right, we're getting a resolution. Either she's going to kill her sister or she's going to kill herself. And then the game fades to black. There is a gunshot, and then there's credits. Oh, what? And that's the end of this game. I sit through the credits going, surely, surely there's an end credit scene. There's an end credit scene, and it involves the guy. It doesn't tell you what happened you play this whole game with this story it's a story heavy game figuring and you kind of get to this really cool intrigue you find out what's going on and at the end fade to black gunshot it it, it shouldn't it, it was like it's you know or oh, whatever we're not going to make a hard decision here on on how it ends i was so annoyed with it i, I I, I don't know about you guys. That's probably one of the worst endings to a video game I've ever played. I, I, if you've got other examples, you can think of top of your head.
2: I, but, I, I I don't have another example, but believe it or not, and I don't know if you guys are ever going to play this, but Black
1: Ops ends the exact same way. Oh really? Exact same way. See, <laughs> but in Black Ops, you're you like a lot of people play that for the combat, right? Just for the gameplay, the gunplay. The story, play.
2: the stories in Call of Duty are pretty. Yeah,
1: pretty full-on man like I, it, I, I, yeah they are i get you i, I hear that but like the, uh, i'm kind of saying my my pain's worse than your pain jace but in the medium there is no combat there it, it is it is a story yeah, it's all about game. the story at least you get something else yeah, yeah. Is, oh, there deal, is there a dlc coming for the medium I, well, that's I, probably what their intention is right yeah it it sounds this like. is um yeah Which is still but, a poor way to do it it really was and i don't know like i'm Maybe I'm not clever enough. I I should have figured out what she did at the end because of some clue in some reading or something earlier on in the game. But come on, spell it out for me. I'm playing your story. I'm not making decisions in this game. I'm not going on like it's a very linear game. Um, And yeah, and it's cool. Like it's, it reminded me of like Silent Hill, um, which I loved. And I think it's got the composer of Silent Hill does the music in this. It's got that kind of fixed camera perspective, which makes it. Much more spooky than it would be otherwise, um, but yeah, that ending just—I was so annoyed. And I only—I reckon I played the game probably in like five sittings, which I don't do very often. I was really enjoying it, um, but yeah, don't do very often. I've seen your achievement list each month. Don't tell me I, you don't do that very often. <laughs> I just—I just, I just jump between things, but yeah, that was—that's my my console me. I, I'm very unhappy about the ending to that. Very unsatisfying. Ah, it's disappointing. Well, I'd like to console you more, but I don't know what to say to that. It
0: just sounds disappointing and it's put me off playing the game. So <laughs> so thanks for that. You yeah. saved me some hours. Um, okay, slight change of tact. I'm going to round out the episode by talking about the arcades. And there's two reasons that I wanted to talk about the arcades. I have fond memories of them, and I know you guys do as well. And it's, it's funny. The, the whole arcade business sort of really died off a couple of years ago. And there's still seen a slight resurgence in the last few years with like bowling coming back and laser tag, and, and then also all the sort of arcade games you go and play now are the big machines that you know would have steering wheels where normally you wouldn't set that up at home yourself. Um, top right is getting a time zone. Oh, I, I didn't even know they were opening new time zones, but they're, they're putting one in there. So we're, got, we're about to get a new arcade machine, but also, and I think you guys have seen this too, that EB stores, and also I think. Costco overseas and maybe somewhere else um, are getting in those uh, arcade one-up machines that are like flat-packed arcade machines that you put together. They're meant to emulate old arcade machines and usually they've got like three emulated uh, games in it. And uh, Even
1: Pinball as well now, Johnny. I saw saw um, that. EB's
0: website. I've seen a few that I liked recently. They're doing a four-player cabinet for the original X-Men arcade. I don't know if you remember that. That That was one of my favorite arcades because there was a six-person variant of it that was two screens that were mirrored and um, was just amazing. Um, But that X-Men one's coming with all these other X-Men games in it and some basic Marvel ones. And there's a big Avengers one coming out soon as well with a really old Avengers fighting game called uh, Avengers Galactic Storm, which was based on a a storyline that went through the Avengers titles back in the 90s and it was a really bad fighting game with with characters that I love, but were just really poor choices for the general public. And um, it's it's one of the games on one of these machines. So I was thinking about, you know, what were the arcade machines I really loved? And I'd like to know what yours were.
1: Um, look, I, I, it was funny when you asked this question early in the week, you are you thinking about, like, posing this for the podcast? It made me really think about... Like, that's where my kind of love for gaming in a big way started. Um, it was... We used to go to up down the south coast, a place called Kundra and the local corner store had uh, had a commando machine, the one with the little um, nice. trackball that you yes. used to kind of play with a trackball, and it had Gallagher. Um, now, uh, Gallagher is a really special game for all of my family. My uncle isn't, a, you know, someone who plays video games, but he loves Gallagher, he's bought like little. At home, mini arcades with Gallagher nice. on it, and got his kids into it and whatnot. Um, so that's probably a really, you know, the the kind of most influential in terms of the in- initial kind of love for video games. Not that I was ever amazing at this game, but even now, I, if I could have any arcade machine in my house, it would be an original Gallagher, either a stand-up or one of those little tabletop ones, the glass tabletop, um, which I used to love playing in the city as well at a place. Um, place called Bill and Tony's I think had one there as well. But um, the big one for me, I think the obvious one for a lot of people would be Street Fighter 2. Uh, down the road where we grew up, um, there was a Street Fighter arcade machine outside the little corner store. That's at outside the news agency. My brother and I used to go there all the time, um, put a lot of money into that. My mum, I got in one of the most most trouble I've ever got into in, into in my life was because of that machine. My mum had parked her car in a mom you shouldn't have done this but she parked it in a you know no stopping zone or no parking zone whatever it was a tow zone she said watch my car and i said yep and i went and played some street fighter and then my mum runs out of the shop screaming because there was someone there with a tow truck about to take her car oh. um, like right in front of her car so i got blasted but um yeah no that street fighter okay like just not not just the like the game itself unbelievable but i I still got really good vivid memories of the machine the way it sounded when you walk past that initial start with the guy punching and then the logo coming up all that oh that's a yeah that that i spent a lot of time with that and that really just opened my eyes to how cool um you know that kind of arcade experience can be And it was a while before we got anything close to that at home so that's my big two
2: nice um my, mine isn't so much a game, although I will mention mine at the end, but um, I, maybe I was seven years old, um, and again, you know, growing up, uh, quite a few friends sort of in, in my neighbourhood, none of the people that I actually went to school with, they were just neighbourhood kids because I lived quite far away from from where my, my primary school was, but um, we would go to different ones. So there was Time Zone, um, which there was one in uh, Circular Quay, I think it was. Um, I don't know if they're there anymore, but there was, there no. was a Time Zone um, in, uh, in Circular Quay. No, sorry, I apologise. Um, was it Darling Harbour? No, I'm street thinking there. Darling Dar- Dar- Harbour. Darling
0: Harbour had one, yes. I'm oh, thinking yeah. of
2: Darling Harbour. Yeah. On, on George Street, there was one, and occasionally we would go to it after the movies, but there was also Galaxy World, which was across yep. the street. Galaxy and World, Galaxy was World was, was, right. was another big one that I used to go to when uh, when I was in high school. That was roughly around the time when Dance Sense Revolution was a really big thing. Yeah. Um, and, and a lot of the kids would walk walk into the city because we went to school in the city and we'd go and play that. And I just... I just recall like, a lot of um, like parlor-type games, like that bowling one that you roll up and the ball goes yeah. in the hole and you get tickets. A lot of ticket machine ones, not nice. so much the competitive arcadey ones, but there were a few ones that, that sort of stood out to me that I do remember. Um, one was um, the one that was in Darling Harbour, which was an Aliens game, and um, you had these giant machine guns. They were like, really big. They looked like massive Uzis, yep. and you would sit there and, and you just sort of blast away, and that was always a lot that. of fun. Um, you know, and obviously point blank and time Crisis and stuff like that. Yes. Um there were knockoffs of that as well. I don't I don't think Lethal Enforcers ever made it to arcades. I think that was an exclusively a console game. Um, but Lethal Enforcers was um was something that I, I played quite a bit mm. as well. Um the the big one for me was was actually at Broadway shopping center. Uh, there's a place they called Intensity. Yeah um and every Saturday I think it was they had something called Temporary Insanity. Uh, and you would yeah. pay X amount of dollars to play f- as many games as you want for this two-hour period. Um, and the one that was the most expensive and the one that was also part of the temporary insanity was a game called Silent Scope, um, which nice. was a massive sniper rifle. Not massive, but it was big. And you'd look down this scope and you'd be able to like take that game. people out. And Silent scope. Cool. Silent scope was amazing just because I'd, I'd never really played anything quite like it. And it was yeah. a fun two-player game because you'd have somebody on the scope, then you'd have a spotter. Um, you yes. know, they were, you weren't meant to take that role, but you'd always watch your friends play, right? And, and you know, and you'd have that. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Uh, like, for me, I, I did go to the arcade a fair bit, but it was also of an era where you could go to the library um, and play land games. So there was a lot of, like, StarCraft and stuff going on. Um, I, I was, I I was in primary that. school when, when StarCraft was really big. And, yeah. and so we would, in, even in primary school, we would be playing StarCraft. And it's just unusual to think, uh, you know, that that we had land games even back then. You know, this was nineteen ninety eight, maybe. Um, yeah. But you know, we were we were playing that sort of stuff, and and even and onto high school, a lot of Diablo, a lot of Diablo two. You just go, you pay your your money to get in the library, into the computer room, and you could stay there until they kicked you out.
1: Nice. I I got to add in there, like you're talking about kind of that kind of intensity, um, good value time. I was really lucky growing up so i've said it before my dad um, had a restaurant uh in bankstown and the restaurant like little back kind of alley of the restaurant where you went to the um freezer and the kind of storage room and had a connecting connection to the arcade in bankstown and my dad knew the guy who owned the arcade and we used to get to go in there and play games for as much as we wanted um so you know that was like like days and days of hours just spent there. And then when I was older, um, a good friend of mine, John, I know are you, you guys know, know John worked at intensity in Macquarie center. Yeah. So I used to just get free games whenever I went there as well. <laughs> and then 50 cent movies as well. So I was like, yeah, it was, it was a good, good youth for uh, someone who was really kind of into video games. Um, yeah. Just got to try everything. And I think another like really Something that really sticks in my mind as well was when Mortal Kombat was in the arcades. I know it's kind of like a big thing; and it's always spoken of. But the way that, like, my I have a cousin named Andrew, and he was incredible at this game. Like, people would want to challenge him because he was so good. But he would also know the cheat codes to kind of get different, like, yeah. the secret characters and things. And like, he was like a legend of the of that arcade. Like, people would go up to him and go, "Oh, can you?" can you unlock this character for me? Or can you play? And we watched that. And wanted to see him get through the whole game. Um, he really was the kind of the arcade champion. Um, like, that kind of cliched things from, like, you know, early 90s movies. But, um, yeah, I kind of got it's, to live that. It's really, I don't know if it's cool or sad, but I thought it was awesome. That sounds That's, really
2: no, good. it's pretty awesome. It's funny. You just triggered a memory, something that I haven't thought about for a long time. I used to go on these um, road trips into the country with my godmother. Um and she had a she had a property out in the country she had a farm and like a that's not a farm but it's you know it had a horse um and and wow. and we it was a small town and and in that small town they had like milk bars and things like that and mm. in one of the pubs that was there um which probably wasn't appropriate for a kid but she took me into the pub um out the back there was a, an area that had pinball machines yep. and I used yeah. to play different ones for free and there was this one pinball machine and I didn't this is not appropriate <laughs> I won't talk about it anyway um this pinball machine was like overly sexual and what i mean by that is that when you'd pull the pinball thing like there was a woman who would say that she wanted more i think that was (laughs)
1: was that the elvira pinball machine is that um a vampire chick yes yes thank you so much so this vampire chick (laughs) would say to me
2: regularly i want more and my godmother would be like she wants more you you better give her more and i'm like okay cool and i never thought about it that way because what would i know right um, but I, I had some good times. I think my first girlfriend was Elvira actually, but yeah. Um, I had some, I had some good times playing that pinball machine because she was, uh, she was by far the most excited, the ACDC machine. Not so, not so much, but the, yeah. the Elvira one there, she, she loved it. It's
1: yeah. That, it, it, Them silver balls. It's, <laughs> this could be a whole episode, couldn't it? Like, honestly, <laughs> I'll, I'll get, I'll get a bit real for a second, but like, you know, my, my dad has never understood my, like, you know. Kind of nerdiness and my video game kind of, you know, love and um, science fiction and all that. But one thing that I was always kind of thought was hilarious was he used to love playing pinball machines. Um, yeah. You know, like we would go to Bill and Tony's in the city and they had a couple of machines there um, and some really like awesome ones. And he and my brother were much better at them than me. I'd always wanted to play the actual video games. Um, yeah. But yeah, like that's another thing in my family that. Um yeah, it's funny. Like he's he certainly wouldn't say that he he's probably say he's never played a video game. Um it certainly doesn't like them or understand them. Um, but like a pinball machine, like is that a video game? Yes. Um and yeah, it's it's funny.
0: Anyway. Playing online, isn't it? Yeah. Like there's there's a lot of puzzle games that we play that are really in essence not all that far departed from a pinball machine. So yeah, I've always found that very funny too, that there's such a distinction between the two when like games are games. Anything that challenges your mind and, and possibly hand-eye coordination um, is something humanity craves. Like we, we love being challenged in one way or another. And if it's something exciting visually, then so much the better a lot of the time. Yeah. Um, my last one, my, I think, earliest arcade memory, there's possibly other ones, but this is the one that sticks in the most, is in primary school, there was a milk bar just down the road from my primary school, and it had a Wonder Boy machine and I remember putting my 20-cent coins on the machine to get my go in the line. And my go never lasted very long while the other kids would be there playing for ages because I was just not very <laughs> good at the timing.
1: But I loved the hell out of that machine. So, um, yeah, really good memories. You've really opened a, a Pandora's box here. I could just talk for hours about this. I, there's so many other things coming into my head. I, the one that I could really play well was um, Bubble Bubble. There was a four-play yes. Bubble Bubble machine at Burwood Arcade. Um, and man, I played that so much and I was good at it. That was like the first game. I'm like, I'm finally really good at something. Sorry.
2: I just, you've, so there's a corner store around the corner from where I used to live in, in Glebe and it was like a grocery store, you know, like the corner store, right? Bread and stuff. And out the back through this, like, um, yes. Through this curtain. So many places. Through I this, this curtain. Like which that. you would expect there to be some something different when you open this curtain. But behind yeah. there was this wall to wall of VHS tapes. Um ah. and a lot of them were like, I think bootleg VHS tapes, but they were yes. VHS tapes. And you pay like barely anything. And this guy would bring out this dusty book and he'd write down and he'd go, I'll bring it back whenever you're ready. And then he'd close his book. But in that room was a bubble bubble machine and it was free. And, and we used to just go there, and the guy didn't mind. We would just go in there, and we would play. And you know, I think the idea was that we'd get people into the store for a little bit and maybe look at some of the movies. But he just—he'd never kick us out. Um, and That's we were cool. always really respectful of it. But I just that—that that memory escaped me until then. So yeah.
1: I, uh, do we need to stop? I could just go all night. We, yeah. So, so let's let's bring back this topic again. We're going to
0: do it again. I want you guys to think about uh, some of your favorite games, and maybe we'll. um maybe even do a YouTube version of this and put up some images that coincide with it. Um, Also, to everyone listening, if you have a favorite arcade memory, please write in and let us know. I know some of you out there definitely do. So, um, yeah, we'd love to hear about it and we'll bring it up in one of our future episodes. So this has been Versus Player. You can find this in all the usual places and hopefully back on player.com while it has a slight rest because you know what covid has affected us all including player.com but for the time being definitely take a look for us on instagram and all the other places that you usually get this podcast thanks so much for joining us see you next time
2: this is